0: Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. And today is Thursday, May 10th, 2018, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, Escazú, Costa Rica, where the sun is shining, and it's a very warm day. And we're very fortunate because this could be the height of rainy season's entry, and it could be pouring right now, but it's not. So onward we go in the sunshine. It's wild out there right now. Astrologically, we've got some wild energy, and that's okay. That's good. It's transformational. It's actually what we want right now because we're winding down the big Uranus transit of Aries that's gone on since 2011, and this is really a profound moment. So we have to pay attention. It's important for everybody, if you're in Aries or not, this is happening somewhere in your chart. So the first thing to know is that as it proceeds to go into Taurus, which is Tuesday the 15th, Uranus is going to get touched by some other planets, namely Mercury and the Moon. And what's happening here is that the weekend we have ahead, the 12th and the 13th, prior to this big transition into Taurus, the 12th and the 13th is going to give us some major action as far as fire energy goes. So... The first thing I want to talk about is Mercury because Mercury being the planet of communication and articulation and intellect and thought. And it's a very social planet because it's how we are out and about and connecting and reconnecting and it definitely rules social media. Um, Mercury is going to get entangled with Mars on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on the East Coast. Now, what that means is that Mercury triggers Mars And we may say things, think things, feel agitated, uh, not necessarily the happiest, most shining moment. We may say things we regret. We may feel irritable. Uh, There's going to be two parts of ourselves kind of at odds with each other. The reason this is important is because Mercury is an Aries and Mars rules Aries. So the two of them, when they get into this entanglement, is you know, they have something to say to one another. It's like, hey, you have something to say to me? You better say it. And and this is the energy on the weekend. Now, this is really important because we started this relationship between these two planets back at the end of February. So on February 28th, Mercury squared Mars, which is a challenge for the first time. They were in different signs then. Mercury was not in Aries. Mercury was in Pisces, which is much gentler and is not Uh, It's not Mercury's best place, but it's much more polite than having Mercury in Aries. And Mars was in Sagittarius. And the two of them had something to say to each other back then. And Mercury may have been very polite about it back then because it was in Pisces. But since then... Uh, the energy has increased. And if Mercury didn't hear the right answer or get what it wanted, it's going to push things a little further this weekend to really get an answer and to really burst through something. So what's interesting about this is that this is because Mercury went retrograde in March and April. Mercury met with Mars on February 28th and then retrograded and then met with Mars again in the first week of April. So meeting with Mars again on Saturday gives us a final chapter in this story. Now, what was the story? What is the story? What did you start or what were you doing about the time of the end of February? Did you get new information at that time? Did you start a new job? Did you start a new friendship or relationship? Did you start a book? <laughs> Writing a book or reading a book? Something. Something occurred or something occurred to you and as you were living your life these last couple months, it sort of increased and gave you some insights as to perhaps your self-assertion, something very personal, something very much that needed to be integrated between your intellect and your action because Mars is a planet of action. So when we consider the two of these together, we have to think of intellect and action or words and action, and we do not want to take action before we think. So this is really important. We might be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Think things through, focus, and connect to what's really important right now and what what the end of the story is. So you may have a a revelation about that in the next few days. Then Mercury is going to get really busy and connect with Uranus uh, very early on Sunday morning, which is Mother's Day in the United States. And here's where it really gets interesting. So Mercury and Uranus are meeting up for their annual conjunction and sometimes if Mercury's retrograde, they meet up a couple times, but this is an annual event, and this is the last time that Mercury is going to meet Uranus in Aries. So this is actually rather profound because they have been talking to one another since 2010, 2011, when Uranus first started this transit, and now they have some final words to say to each other. And this is an because Mercury is a lower octave of Uranus. Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury. They relate to one another. If you are someone who has a Mercury-Uranus aspect in your chart, as I do, you your mind works on a very profound, detailed, analytical level. So it's hard sometimes to shut off the analysis if you have an aspect like this. And it might be a little hard to shut off the analysis this weekend, but what's really going to be interesting is if you do quiet your mind in this very busy mental activity, you will have what I would think is an aha moment, an epiphany. This is a highly mentally stimulating aspect. And you may find that you are welcoming brilliant new ideas, having exciting new plans, and having this aha moment. And it may be truly an epiphany because of this being the last time that they're together. So there's some information for you from the last seven to eight years that's important for your growth, for your life, and for whatever area Aries is in in your chart. So if you know your chart, you can get some information about this section or area of your chart, or what house Aries is in um, by looking at your chart. So you'll know if if you've had a Uranus transit for the last bunch of years in a certain area, if you visit an astrologer, if you know anything about astrology or if you've looked at your chart. But there is a message in this about what Uranus and Aries, these last seven to eight years, has meant for you. The next time Mercury will conjoin Uranus is in 2019. And Uranus will already be in Taurus by then, even though it's going to dip back into Aries later this year. It's already going to be in Taurus by the time Mercury comes back and greets it. So at this point and Sunday, you may have a greater understanding now of what your motivation has been, how you have a new, more clear sense of self, because Aries is the self, um, Also of your independence, of your freedom, of your nature of freedom, your thoughts about freedom and independence, and your thoughts about rebellion and how you have rebelled in your life. Um, So look for insights, meditate, sort of expect intuitions, new solutions to old problems. If you can quiet your mind, that would be a good thing, because then you're going to get more information that way, just kind of keeping things more quiet. Because your mind and everybody's mind is going to be on fire this weekend. And on one level, that's good because we like new solutions and we like fresh ideas and we like when we're tapping into our genius and our brilliance and our creative brilliance because Aries is a creative sign. It's fire. So we like this, except we really want to watch out for the over analysis, the anxiety, the agitation that this aspect can bring. Because if you get caught up in that, it's not going to be productive. So we want this to be a productive aspect. Now, remember, Mercury is going to talk to Mars on Saturday and then talk to Uranus on Sunday. So this this is the potential for fireworks. And we want good fireworks. We want creative, brilliant, genius fireworks. We don't want I told you so and you should have listened to me fireworks. We, want, we don't want bossy fireworks. We don't want fireworks that are going to, you know, get us into trouble with somebody. Um, <clears throat> so be very careful. Do think before you speak you might want to keep the caffeine intake low <laughs> because this is, this is very agitating. And it, and if you're susceptible to anything like that, you might want to be just a little more cautious about that. Information may also come your way that surprises you or inspires you or excites you. This can be, you know, in the form of someone coming to you and telling you something, some news, this could be the form of your own mental energy, uh, depending on like how you're using your mind or what you're doing, if you're meditating, etc., you have a real enlightened experience. Um, but this is also a time when information can free you up for something. So acknowledging, embracing information can be really beneficial right now. So i like that and i i just want us to all sort of focus on the positive here um so then later on on sunday the 13th the moon will conjunct uranus triggering the effects of what mercury started earlier in the day so we're going to have mercury follow this little path of squaring mars and then meeting with uranus so first he's going to talk to mars and he's going to talk to uranus and he's going to try to transmute that martian energy And by that, I mean really try to use this energy in a productive, active way as opposed to just being pissed off. So Mercury's going to connect with Mars. He's going to then connect with Uranus. And then the moon on Sunday is going to connect with Mars. And then it's going to connect with Uranus. But by the time the moon connects with uranus it's going to be in the mid afternoon on sunday on the east coast and this is going to be hours after mercury like you know 6 7 hours later after mercury has done his job so what's going to come first are the thoughts and then what's going to come after the feelings because this is the moon it's our emotions the moon's going to be in aries the moon in aries is really going to provide us with some You know I want to process this quickly I want to do this maddeningly fast I want I I just want to push on through this it's also a warrior energy it's also you know finding your power finding your confidence in this and connecting with Uranus can be agitating again this is you know these aspects are aspects of impulsiveness Uranus is an impulsive planet it's things changing. It's turning around. Here we are. We're in the last minutes, those last minutes, those last degrees and minutes of Uranus in Aries, and planets have something to say about it, and your life has something to say about it. The the Mercury and the moon all have something to say, and so you want to hear what they're saying because there's some really strong, powerful information coming everyone's way this weekend and realizations and connections. So this is really important to pay attention to. It's really important to watch this and let go where you need to. You may have been wanting to say something to somebody for a really long time, like, I don't love you anymore, or I do love you, I absolutely love you, or it's, it's about words and expression of words and saying something. You may even surprise yourself. You may say something to someone you thought, I'd never in 10 million years tell them that and you do. And this is so necessary and important. Let the words flow. Don't hold back. Talk to who you need to talk to. Talk however you need to talk to. Have honest, revealing conversations with yourself and with others. And just be aware that you can Work through something if you need to. This isn't where we're going to get stuck. This is where we have to push forward, okay? So this isn't like, you know, oh, I'm stuck in this. Don't feel stuck. Summon your courage. Uranus is a very courageous planet. We're dealing with Mars energy. Speak your mind, speak your soul, speak your emotions. Really important. Okay, so that's part one, The other thing is Venus is going to be very busy in these next few days, and she already has been a little bit busy, but not in the most obvious of ways. Venus is in Gemini right now, which is also very social. So Venus wants to go out and mingle and talk to people and connect with people and see her friends and and introduce them to one another and have conversations. Now, Venus in Gemini is ruled by Mercury right now because Mercury rules Gemini. So it's disposed of, we say that in astrology, by Mercury because Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So Venus is in this conversation as well. So there may be something really pressing that you need to tell a loved one or a best friend, or maybe you see something in a friend that you need to make them aware of, or, or maybe they need to make something aware to you, or maybe you need to tell someone, you know, you don't want to be friends anymore. So this is, these are important words we're going to speak the next day, next few days with Venus, we try to do things lovingly, okay? We want to be loving. We want to be kind. We want to be sweet. We want to be connected to people. And so Venus, in the meantime, is not just in Gemini, but she's got some other conversations going on. So yesterday, she had a conversation with Jupiter, which is what we call an inconjunct. And it's not like what people would immediately think of as a major aspect, but I consider it a powerful aspect because she's having an unusual different conversation with Jupiter, who is the planet of abundance. Now, when Venus and Jupiter start talking to each other, she has a lot to say in that, you know, there's hopes, there's optimism, there's a, a desire to be friends and, and to see the good in the future and in people's lives. And in our own life, um, when Venus then moves over a couple of degrees, and we get into the twelfth, which is Saturday, she is going to have this a similar conversation with Pluto. Now, Pluto is much tougher than having a conversation with Jupiter. Jupiter's going to open the door and say, "Come in, Venus. Let's talk. Let's have tea. Let's you know." Even though it's a little bit of a stressful aspect. With Pluto, it's different. So she's going to have some very faded, interesting conversations with Jupiter and Pluto. Jupiter and Pluto are powerful together. They are in a nice flowing aspect to one another. And so Venus is going to talk to Jupiter first and then talk to Pluto. Like, look, I'm optimistic about my transformation. That's what she's going to say because when Venus gets involved with Pluto, it's all about transformation. She's going to say, I'm optimistic." and I want to transform, and I'm going to have this transformation in these next few days. And again, epiphanies, again, revelations, again, aha moment. But it's something interestingly faded because it forms what we call a yod. So Venus is sort of this point that's touching Jupiter, touching Pluto, and really connecting the two of them, and it's a faded aspect. So something in your life these next few days is definitely faded and important and necessary to have an experience with. And it usually has to do with relationships. So Venus Pluto is a little possessive, is, can be jealous in this kind of aspect. She's a little more cautious. She's looking at Pluto with the side eye and saying, I don't know that I want to get involved with you right now. But, but she is having what is ultimately an important conversation with both of them and connecting the two of them in love. And that's really important. Um, Then what's going to happen a few days from now on the 14th, which is Monday, um, Venus is then going to have still have a conversation with Jupiter, but she's going to already be talking to Mars and Mars is going to talk to Jupiter too. It's a different conversation. So what I mean is that Venus and Mars on Sunday, when we have all that Mercury aspect going on, Venus is going to make an aspect called a biquintile. And a biquintile means that they're talking to each other 144 degrees apart. So they're like not on the same road, really. They're not next to each other, they're not parallel to one another. They're just sort of on the phone with each other. And... That is an extremely creative aspect. So rather than use the fancy words by Quintile, it's a, let's just say that Venus and Mars are going to have this creative relationship on Sunday. And she's going to start this creative relationship with Mars and t- talk to him. Now Mars' is action, again, energy. Venus and Mars are the male and female planets. Who do you want to talk to? Or do you want to have a conversation with, you know, a, a member of the opposite sex? Is it necessary? Just as friends, just as colleagues, as lovers, as cousins. However, you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need to talk to someone in your family about something important. But Venus and Mars are going to connect and Mars is also passion. So this is creative. This is excitingly creative. So we have them connecting on the 13th in the afternoon on Sunday. And then we have Venus the next wee hours of the morning on Monday having a quintile. To Jupiter. So Venus is biquintiling Mars. Venus is then biquintiling Jupiter. And she's having these incredible conversations with the two of them. And that means she's alive, she's well, she's good. She's just not knowing what to do with this new energy. Now, here's what's interesting: if we're gonna have all of these mercurial aspects and he rules Venus right now, then this is going to affect our relationships. And it may be really freeing to our relationships in these next few days when Venus really has this conversation with Jupiter and Mars. Then later in the evening, late that night, on Monday, Mars is going to quintile Jupiter. So it's not a biquintile, it's just a single quintile, which is a 72 degree aspect. And that is also highly creative. So when we start talking about aspects like these, these unusual, uncommon aspects, quintiles, -quintiles, biquintiles, or deciles or trideciles these indicate profound creativity and when you get your astrological chart read and a lot of astrologers will stick with explaining the the stronger more prominent common aspects that are called the major aspects like a square or an opposition but this these aspects that i'm describing right now color your chart and color your personality these are maybe in the background of your life and They are where we derive our creativity from, where we derive our inspiration from, where we get our inspiration moving. And when we have a lot of quintiles in our chart or deciles, it shows how creatively brilliant we can be and how we can use our creative genius for good in the world. So I'm optimistic that these conversations that Mercury is going to be having with Mars and then having with Uranus are going to be very profound and productive and feed into our own creativity and feed into advancing our life. So that's really optimistic and positive. So I think we're going to come out of this weekend prepared to move forward as Uranus goes into Taurus on Tuesday at 11.23 a.m., Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, rather. Um, so this is, this is big. We're leaving behind the era of, the, of Uranus in Aries. Like I said, it's going to dip back in at the end of the year for one last hurrah, but really we're moving into Taurus, which is a very different energy. This is Earth. This is Grounded. Uranus in Aries has been fiery and demanding and people demanding their independence and freedom. Remember the Arab Spring started back when we had Uranus in Aries a bunch of years ago. That's what this got how this got kicked off. And really when we're talking about Uranus moving into Taurus it's a much more grounded energy. We're going to look at our finances differently. We're going to look at money differently. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things about currency changing. You know, there's a lot about Bitcoin and all these sort of cyber currencies. We want to embrace those a bit maybe, or we're going to find out the the dark part of that or like how it doesn't stand up to our current currency. It's also about planting something and planting a seed in our life. Now, Uranus is going to do this 1123 AM, as I said, but earlier that day, there's going to be a lovely new moon in Taurus, 748 AM in the east eastern standard time so that 7:48 a.m new moon is the seed planting the taurian seeds remember taurus is, is springtime we're in taurus now we plant trees we grow flowers it's springtime taurus is that wonderful earthy the lusty month of may feeling okay it's sensual it's sensuous it's it's Starting something creative to birth it later in the year. Remember, we're going to really plant a seed right now because of the new moon and then Uranus going into Taurus on the same day. There's no... Accidents. This is something really profound and lovely. You have to think about what you want to plant. What is it that you want to grow? What do you want to grow into something very tangible? So remember, Taurus is of the earth. Taurus is really, really the earthiest of all the earth signs of Capricorn and Virgo. And Taurus, it's the earthiest and it's the most fixed. So, what is it that you want to plant? that's going to grow and stay in your life for a long time because Taurus doesn't budge. Taurus, you know, people say, oh, Tauruses are stubborn. It's not even just that they're stubborn. It's that once they've planted their feet there, they're not moving. Once they've planted their seeds, they're not moving. You rarely see a Taurus be impulsive and get up and go. We might see more of that in the next seven or eight years with Uranus in that sign. They're going to have to learn how to be a little more spontaneous in their life. We're going to talk more about that next week when we get into the real meanings of Uranus and Taurus. But for right now, I want you to focus on planting, growing, nurturing, something that's going to be stable and you want to be stable in your life. Okay? So on that note, I can tell you that if you are interested in finding out more, you can visit my website, deb at And if you have questions, my email is deb at debmcbride.com. So my website's debmcbride.com. If you want to tune in to Instagram at debastrology, and that is uh, for various blurbs I write about the current astrology, but also I do one minute videos telling you what the astrology of the moment is. So if you want to see a one-minute video about astrology and what we should be focusing on, you tune into my Instagram at DevAstrology. My Twitter feed is also at DevAstrology. And I thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and have an incredible experience this weekend with all these wonderful aspects that are going to push us forward. Thanks, and speak soon.